Okay, this is a continuing dialogue with Dr. Chetna Kripalu. Uh, today's um, area of exploration and dialogue uh, is based on something called the feelings wheel, uh, which will be sent to individuals uh, upon request or to be sent as an attachment to this recording. It's also available online. Uh, it's easily accessible. You can just Google feelings wheel or, I, or we can send it also. So my question is regarding the, the word feeling itself. You know, this is a very... Uh, common word that we use to describe something that is happening within us. Uh, so I was wondering if you could shed some light on uh, what is your understanding of emotion in general, emotion or feeling? What, what, what is your vision of that? Now, you can answer the question however you want, in a more gen- general sense, or uh, if you want to put it in the, in the context of physical health, you can put it that way. You know, we always talk about mind-body connection. We talked about that a lot. But, you know, feelings are real, but they're not something physical that, I, that somebody can see as such. I mean, they're difficult to detect directly. There are physical manifestations. Like, if I'm feeling sad, if I start crying, you can say that he's such a you know, particular person is crying, and then there is uh, a feeling associated with that. You know, so so I, you can go you can answer this however you want or explore it you know but i want to see what you know what your thoughts are about this yeah so um obviously that's a big you know it's a big, big area. emotion yeah. um um there's a sense that emotion is also energy in motion mm-hmm. so, so there's energy Absolutely. involved in all feelings there are negative feelings positive mm-hmm. feelings like this the wheel will also say feelings when your needs are met because we have all kinds of physical needs we have you know, just just day-to-day life needs. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's, a, there's different kinds of feelings that come about, feelings when needs are not met. That's nicely shown diagr- diagrammatically here. So, uh, you know, your uh, thoughts on this in terms of physical health, in terms of meditation, or wherever you want to go with that. Feelings are developed or um, emotions, yes, and it is energy in motion because emotions probably develop from the feeling Meaning, for example, I think the way I can um, think about it is it starts with a thought. Um, So is it because of the way a person perceives a thought? And so let's say they have a thought of... um, And these thoughts come also from prior um, conditioning. Yes. Meaning what the person has been through in their life, exactly. um, and um, things like if they have been ab- um, abused as a child. When I say abused verbally, for ex- and their confidence is way down in the mud, for example, mm-hmm. like if they've been told you're no good, you're not good for anything, and things like that, then that's the basis they've developed. Yes. So. The thoughts even which occur to them when they interact with people is yeah. going to be different from somebody else who's been through some other situation. So even mm-hmm. the thoughts which arise uh, from your brain uh, because of outer circumstances is kind of uh, connected yes. to these um, <coughs> these uh, situations that person has been. And so the conditioning which happens from that or the belief system which has been developed because of yeah, that yeah. so for example if this is a situation in a child of sense of abandonment and um, not being you know cared for uh, uh, their potential or um, um, so there is a sense of mistrust um, and um, they 
can uh, have a situation where they grow up, they grow to be a teenager, and somebody comes into their life, for example, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whoever, and they come in and they keep telling them, I love you, I love you, and that's a good situation to be. For a person who grew up in love, it's different because they learn to trust the other person and that is a relationship being formed. So going back to that, um, but in this person, the conscious you know, interaction is one of love and trust and everything. But the subconscious, um, you know, emotion or feeling they constantly have is one of, uh, no, but I'm not good enough. No, but I'm not worthy of it. I'm no good. I don't think, you know, this person would eventually love me. So yeah. without their knowledge, they try to avoid this person. They just kind of, you know, uh, keep them at a distance uh, because they feel this even though the there is a chance or an opportunity to have a relationship actually find love in their life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the so what i'm trying to say here is it's such a general term of our feeling and emotions yeah. it depends on the person's conditioning of what they start feeling so a general emotion a general emotion of somebody who's brought up in a good environment and and, and they're okay, they right. just um, are happy-go-lucky and everything. Yes, the thought impulse, whatever, you know, positive things come, they embrace it and they go with the mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. And they might even, um, in the negative thoughts, they may actually convert it into a different uh, neutral feeling or a, uh, or a positive feeling yeah. because of the underlying, um, you know, um, conditioning which they have been through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really makes a difference of how these feelings and emotions occur. For somebody who has um, been through a lot in their uh, life, um, e- everything may sound bad. Even a little bit of, right. uh, you know, somebody's trying to correct them may seem like, oh, this person's trying to find yeah. fault with me. Yes. It's an abuse. And their emotions may be something completely different as more uh, defensive they can be or <coughs> just a way to cry for everything. So, so the question I had, because there's a lot that you just covered mm-hmm. right now, you used the expression belief system. You know, uh, what do you mean by that? You know, because you use the word conditioning. And I think we all have a sense that, you know, there's some kind of conditioning with language and, and different beliefs, ideas, how we should live, how we should not live. Even religious beliefs are there. There's beliefs about food, about health. All different kinds of beliefs are there. So when you use the expression belief system in Relation to emotions in general or feelings in general, what do you mean by that? What is the connection in your mind? Yeah, so taking the example again, like we, like I said, um, if if a child was always made to feel that they were not good enough by the children, so that becomes the belief. Yes, so that's the belief. It's a limited belief. We know it's not true, but that's the child growing in this environment, and he is unconsciously or subconsciously um, have set up this belief system that it's not good enough despite whatever he does, it's just not good enough. And um, unless he's conscious of this belief system or uh, this conditioning which that person has, he is not going to be experiencing uh, a whole different, all the positive emotions which comes in his life, even though it comes in his life from people or complimenting him and everything, uh, it's going to be more in the negative area um, unless mm-hmm. a person is told or he makes a conscious effort to change the subconscious programming okay, and so that's what is conditioning or belief system. yeah so so y- you you just use the expression you know that the individual can become conscious of his or her belief system 
uh, there's a belief system, and then to become conscious of that, would you say that meditation is a major role or plays a major role in that? And if you say that it does, how does it do so? Absolutely. That is why, uh, that is the next step. So how do we, you know, become conscious and how do we change the belief system which you've acquired, the limited beliefs which right. we've acquired? Right. Um, meditation is a powerful tool because what you're trying to do is go beyond your body and mind. So we know that these feelings come from literally your mind, especially because you're thinking a certain thought that brings out certain emotions in your in yeah. your body. Yeah. So thinking is a function of the mind. Feeling is a function of your body. So you so, think so a that's thought. That's an interesting distinction. Thinking is a function of the mind. Feeling is a function of the body. Could you elaborate a little bit on that also uh, as you're Yeah, so the it? thoughts come in the mind or the brain, whatever you want to, uh, you know, we're going to keep it broad. I mean, yeah. we don't want to go yeah. deep yeah. with the difference between the mind and the brain. Yeah. But the impulses and the thought come through the brain or the mind, the um, intelligent, I mean, whatever, the, uh, the frontal cortex, where it's coming in. But what you're feeling is in your body, the heart rate racing or even the emotions of this love and everything. It's... It's a certain way of reacting in your system, the body system, your mm -hmm. cardiovascular system, your respiratory system, even the other hormones, mm -hmm. which actually come from the brain, but this effect is seen in your body. Yeah. So that's what I mean by thinking is a function of the brain and feeling or emotion, so-called emotion after the feeling is started, is because the energy now is in the body yeah. and it gives you know rise to a certain uh, feeling in your body. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about, the connection between the uh, thought and you know the thought from the mind and right. the feeling so what happens is when you meditate yeah. you are going beyond this feeling because what happens is let's say again going back to this example of this person who's attained this kind of a belief system is um feeling abandoned or not abandoned but not so good about himself he doesn't have good self-worth or self-esteem um that he can he's able to or he will be able to do things that becomes he he associates or identifies himself with that personality and what meditation allows people to do of course going deep enough is to go to that point where you go beyond that beyond your body and there is a space you can go by meditation beyond the body and the mind and that is when you know you are a greater being than your body and mind that allows you to move from this conscious to experience or look into your subconscious and the limited beliefs and to be able to uh, be able to be in a position or in a state to change it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. then there is a new possibility mm -hmm. there is no possibility because if you're in your mind thinking and feeling in your body that this is who i am and this is what yes. brings me this is this my personality and this this personality again goes to the mind saying the thoughts again come you know, kind kind of um, com not comparable, but uh, according to what your feelings are. So that's kind of like a cycle, circuit, which keeps going back and forth and again it, and again. It's, it's like being caught inside the content of the mind. Correct. Because the mind is like a container. I and mean, this is the way I have understood yes, this, you know, over absolutely. time, which is the conditioning process. Even John Locke, the philosopher, talked about it as being as a blank slate. You know, the child is born and then there's conditioning and all impressions and ideas and beliefs and so many things are, are, are there. And, and it's necessary. But, you know, so, so the conditioning is there. But the problem is that most people are caught up in that conditioning. And then different kinds of feelings that are occurring, particularly the negative emotions, are then harmful to the body. 
So the link between conditioning to emotion and then with belief systems is what you're talking about. And then particularly the role of meditation in this circuit. Yes, absolutely. So what meditation does, like I said, is go beyond the mind and body Mm -hmm. when you can create a new possibility. Like that is the Mm -hmm. step when you have to think. And when I say think, um, even looking outside the box and saying, what do I really want? The first first thing it allows you to do is there is more. It's, it's not that you have to be stuck in your mind and the body. Yes. So it's not any more... More circumstance even. Correct. It's just that you can actually be somebody else. Yes. You have the power to be somebody else. You have the power mm-hmm. to manifest what you want. You have the power to create your future. And mm-hmm. all these things only come when you go to the neutral space because otherwise you're repeatedly caught in the same, so, um, you know, mire or whatever you call so it. So that is a an extremely powerful statement you just made, at least in my mind, going to the neutral space. You know, most people are generally not aware that that's there. Uh, is that neutral space a creation out of meditation or is it actually there that you just become aware of due to meditation perfect um it is not it's not outside it's all in there the problem is because we are so caught up in our mind and the body mm-hmm. we don't realize there is something else there so with meditation it takes away all your focus on your mind and your body mm-hmm. and then you realize that there is a neutral space there is something more in you which is actually seems much more um, redeeming, meaning... Yeah. Um, or there's a calmness there. Exactly. So there Silence is, is there. There's this unique silence where there is a sense of calmness in it. Yeah. Um, and you feel like that feels good at that time. I don't mean feeling emotions in your body. No. There is this different sense of calmness. There's a different sense of feeling good where you... It's, it's almost like a liberated feeling. Correct. Liberated so from, from the, the vortexes that are within our mind. Yes, the, the, we, the, the we, continual rolling around of the content in the mind. We are we feel stuck because we are confined in our body and mind. So I think we're going beyond that. You don't feel stuck anymore, mm-hmm. and that is why that opportunity needs to be taken at that space where you want to really um, introspect what you actually want from life. Because you might want a lot of things in your conscious mind, but it's not happening because your subconscious mind sabotages everything. That is the saboteur, (laughs) which is a problem. And that's why we can't move on. There's also a nice picture of the conscious and the subconscious mind with the the iceberg analogy. Mm -hmm. I think you've seen that, right? Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, so so that is the thing. So it it, it obstructs you. So it's kind of like a writer's block. So Mm -hmm. if somebody is writing a book, um, there is some, something I heard the other day. Um, there is a biologist, and his name is Bruce Lipton. He always talks about it. He had he he's written a lot of books now, but when he used to sit down to write books, he knew he knew all the theory, he knew all the things which he wanted to put in the book. But there was always a time in when it came to publishing or anything, there was a huge block <laughs> because his subconscious mind always told him. Um, there's so many people, I don't think they're going to agree with what you're saying, or um, they will, this is not, this is not going to work. This is, nobody's going to read your book. So these are all developed from, 
you know, uh, your conditioning over time. In his case, he is from, um, I can't remember now, Stanford or Harvard, where he was doing research and everything. But when he came on to something different, um, you know, which is completely different from the standard belief system, that's why his first book was called Biology of Beliefs, everybody shunned him. Nobody appreciated. In fact, he he was fired or he had to leave the, you know, the the, um, prestigious... um, uh, you know, university. So those are all which helps, which becomes your conditioning in the subconscious mind without even knowing. So those are your blocks which become a problem for you to go beyond it. Yeah. So this is why meditation is important because when you go into that space, you become whole because you are whole. But we have considered, uh, we have, um, our mind tells us otherwise, our body tells us otherwise, that you're not, you're this or you're that, constant chatter mm-hmm. in your mind, so that is the one, we ha- to overcome that is why you need that specific, um, you know, that, space uh, yes, to create space. your new future, Who yeah. so you can be whoever you want, but you've got to do it in that space, because that's when you don't so, identify yourself to your current personality. So are you saying that through various types of meditation, there is a neutral space that one comes upon. And in that neutral space, then one becomes a creator of something totally new. Are you saying that there's thoughts that occur in that space, thoughts and emotions of different type, or there's actually no thought or emotion, there's just blankness? It's maybe a little little bit of a tricky question. I don't don't mean it that way, but because because the follow-up of that also would be, what is the difference between that neutral space and just totally just falling asleep, like deep sleep? When somebody's in in deep sleep, you know, even the EEG and uh, and all the different uh, scanning that is there neurologically shows that there is a very significant change in the brain. There really isn't any experience in deep sleep. So how is deep sleep different from the neutral space that you're talking about? So that's another follow-up question. It's all connected together. I don't know how you want to go into that. Yeah, so there is a neutral space, um, and the only difference in deep sleep is you're unconscious in deep sleep. So that's the big difference. So so you're totally unconscious in deep sleep, right? So here you're (laughs) conscious of that neutral space, Ah. uh, which is... The consciousness, you know, we can go into details, but this is a conscious feeling where you can actually appreciate this neutral space of calmness and, you know, feeling a whole and being in that, you know, being in that extreme unconditional love. And there's so many descriptions to it. Yes, it's a kind of freedom. Exactly. So that is, you're conscious of that feeling. That's the only difference. In sleep, Mm -hmm. also, you disconnect, but then you are unconscious. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what sleep is. And the body and the mind, your being requires it, that's why, to yeah. be able to go on in your life. Yeah. And it automatically does it. But in this case, what you're trying to do is consciously going into that space where you can experience that bliss or you can experience that um, love or compassion yeah. or whatever, the calmness. It, it's different for different people. Sure, sure. So the idea in this connection about creating what you want is... Why that's necessary is because, like I said, we are limited by your subconscious mind about which tells you different things about you. And that will not allow you to move forward about Mm -hmm. where you want to be, your desire to be whoever you want to be and things like that. So people don't even think about it. They just go with the flow. But in this case, you can really, really um, use this space or use this um, um, use all your energy at that point to start creating your future and what do I mean by that mm. is 
that is the place where you start imagining yourself yeah. in a place or uh, um, whatever. Let's say, for example, um, there is a business owner and he wants to be at a certain level, you know, um, and in the future and something's preventing him from doing that. So what you're trying to use here is fantasizing, literally dreaming, um, because that's the best way to put it. And visualizing, there's all different kinds of things. The easiest thing is fantasizing. And the reason why fantasies are so beautiful is because it's so beautiful because you imagine yourself in that situation with all the emotions and feelings, how you're going to experience or you're, when you've already achieved it. Yes. Because that is the most important thing. Law of attraction. Exactly. Yeah. So your vibration coming into the vibrational world. We're, we're all into the vibrational world. Again, the subconscious mind gets you into a certain vibration level. And unfortunately, that's all you start attracting. And that's the law of the universe, the law of attraction. So things keep happening to you. But when you go into this neutral space, you allow yourself to move into a higher vibration, um, what you actually want, because you're imagining and picturing yourself in that situation, having achieved whatever the goal you want to achieve, and how do you feel when you've achieved it. So that's a really heightened state of vibration, and that is what you're going to use again and again to mm-hmm. manifest what you want because mm-hmm. like again coming back to the law of vibration it's matched according to that and that is so beautiful because as you do so so you what you're trying to do is get it getting away from your current conditioning current subconscious programming so this is moving up into the next you know a different topic about subconscious reprogramming is what we're trying to do in this case yeah. so of course that 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 meditation is important but you have to do it also when you're awake and conscious too. Because remember, the self-talk which, been, which you've been doing otherwise, we don't realize it. That self-talk is, let's say somebody's in pain. We're going to a different subject, a bodily symptom. And all, because it's a common thing to say it aloud. I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. I have pain in my leg. Mm-hmm. I have pain in my back. I have pain here. But what you're trying to do is it's the connection between your mind and your body. So you're constantly telling your body you are in pain. You are um, weak. You know, this is how you are and it's going to get worse. You know how the mind goes. If this gets worse, then I can't walk. Then what will happen? So you're really telling your body what you are going to go through. And you are. So So you have to change that. Once you do that in meditation and set it in motion... Mm-hmm. You want to use certain affirmations or certain opposite stuff. So, for example, if you feel like, yes, you have pain. And, and people may say, yeah, but that's the reality. Yes, but we're trying to change, change the reality. That. Exactly. That's the whole idea. So and you're not to be stuck there. Yeah. So the whole idea of reprogramming comes into yeah. this place where we're trying to say, uh, even if your body hurts, you're actually going to say the opposite. You're yeah. not going to complain to anybody. Right. Because... The original idea was you talk and talk about your problems, but that's not going to help because you're making it worse. You make Remember, it worse. the circuit is getting stronger when you complain yeah. in the negative way. Yes. So you got to do the opposite. You're going to say, mm-hmm. literally have a conversation. I know it sounds crazy, but literally have a conscious conversation with your body saying, if my knee hurts, you know, you are strong enough, you can heal, and you are really capable of Uh, doing much more than you're hurting Mm -hmm. and I know you're trying to tell me something and thank you for doing that I know it's a long talk but things like that really help and simple affirmations like saying Mm -hmm. my knee is absolutely normal it's getting better every day it is already great Mm -hmm. and I am 
uh, I appreciate what all it can do for yeah. me mm-hmm. and things like that because this is a the reason to do this is because every thought we think every message we give sends certain chemicals you right. know so the positive thoughts create certain chemicals the negative thoughts certain chemicals when you do the positive chemicals that is one of healing so it's it kind of goes everywhere the modification of the hormones um so and eventually genetic expression so but this is a positive uh, feedback so you put in the body in a healing mode and the body perfectly knows what to do but when you do the negative loop mm-hmm. by saying the opposite you're releasing the other chemicals mm-hmm. which are not of healing and it's more about stress hormones you know creating going up and healing doesn't happen when your stress hormones are up mm-hmm. so really really it it's it's affecting your physical body completely so the only way you can um you know uh, manifest what you want and heal even in your body yeah. is by doing you know meditation going into the space what do you want and using these affirmations to reprogram your you know subconscious you know again and again yes, so yes. What you find freedom from it this right. is very true because okay. in our okay. practice i have seen um people who have let's say back pain and that's like the most common complaint yeah. all over but people who have chronic back pain if you look at them these are the loops which are create which they've created mm-hmm. and if you really look at their imaging let's say an mri or magnetic you know uh, of the back and things like that it really doesn't look horrible so where is the pain coming mm. from so pain is a function of the mind it is not it starts in the body pain is inevitable right. but the suffering which comes from there is actually the mind's um, concoction so that is why it lingers on and the typical or the best um example is phantom pain so mm-hmm. when somebody loses phantom limb yeah so when somebody has an amputation of their leg and uh, below the knee they have no um leg but you have you if you ask them they're still in pain in their leg so if you look at that if you, if you think about it completely in terms of flesh and bones in the body there's no body there why are you having the pain so obviously it's the function of the mind which is causing <laughs> that suffering so that is a typical example of saying that yes. why it's a con- you know it's like a story built in your mind right. that you are suffering you are in pain so um that's a, how the mind body connection is so one has a great benefit from meditation and consciously working on mm-hmm. their uh, thoughts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um or what they're saying to, it's mm-hmm. the self talk which are telling their body or telling themselves so you know that is why i'm not a big fan of talk therapy yeah. it might help maybe in the beginnings yeah. but then over time if you keep talking about it it <laughs> it kind of builds or makes the circuits of the negative loop stronger and stronger and people don't heal from it so that's why when people go to and nothing wrong with physical i mean nothing wrong with psychotherapists or anybody but when they go to the therapist they talk about everything they feel great because they feel they've unburdened everything yeah. but that is very temporary these circuits are kind of getting stronger so when you go back home all that comes back again the default mode mm-hmm. and then it gets stronger and stronger and stronger sure. so people end up with therapists for years because sure. they just find that one hour it just gives them that freedom and, yeah. then, uh, and then because they're building it up again in the, the mind other waking up hours mm-hmm. it's just worse So this is why it's important to understand the spine body connection. Mm-hmm. So there are some follow-up questions that I do have but we'll save those for a future recordings. Thank you very much Dr. Chetan.